We shall, inshallah, be presenting simultaneous English translation of the Friday sermon by Amirul Mu'mineen, Hadrat Khalifatul Masih the Fourth, delivered at the Fadl Mosque, London, on 19th of April, 1991. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم Huzur says, in the last sermon, we were discussing the subject that the last prayer of the chapter Al-Fatiha, that is, is a very difficult prayer because the path of those people on whom Allah had bestowed His blessings were very difficult paths and to pray to walk on those paths required courage. I had also said that when we study the Holy Quran and see the circumstances of the life of those people reflected in the mirror of the Holy Quran, we learn that they had made their paths easy with the power of prayer and with the support of the prayer. Their journey which was extremely difficult, was covered easily till they reached their pious end. Therefore, we conclude that when we say this prayer of chapter Al-Fatiha, we should also seek the support of those prayers, the support of which was sought by those who were bestowed with blessings in the past. Otherwise, let alone walking on those paths we cannot have the courage to say this prayer. We have already discussed the prayers which have been mentioned in the Holy Quran. Now I will take up this subject again from where I had left. About Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, 
it is mentioned in the Holy Quran that when Allah had appointed him and it was indeed a difficult task which he was charged to do till he realized that the entire nation will disbelieve and him. Then what happened? It says, That is, when Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, felt the unbelief of his nation, he said, He raised this painful voice, Who it is who will come forward to help in the path of Allah? At this, the few disciples who had believed in him said, That we are ready to help you for the sake of Allah. We have believed in Allah. And, O Jesus, you be a witness that we are among those who have believed. Then they prayed, That, O our Lord, we have believed in what you have sent down. And we have started to follow this Prophet whom you had raised. Please write us also among the witnesses. You should understand the wisdom of this prayer. It has two parts. Firstly, it is the believers who addressed Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, and submit that you become a witness over us. After that, they address God and supplicate that please count us among the witnesses. It did not say that you should become a witness for us. They had submitted that please write us also among the witnesses, which means that as this responsibility is placed on the prophets that they should watch over those who believe in them and believe in God and should always examine their conduct with minute glance because on the day of judgment they will be made to witness over them and whatever conditions are necessary to become witness are found in them that is to become a witness in this field an essential condition is that the piety for which they give the teaching they also act upon it if this basic condition was not found in the prophets then certainly they would not have been made a witness over the people. So to be a witness of piety, it is essential that the man should himself be pious. So you can see what a prayer full of wisdom the disciples had said. First they said to Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, that you should become a witness over us because it is only you who have this quality that whatever you say, you act upon it. Whatever teaching of piety you give, you yourself act upon it. So be a witness for us that we also do the same. Then they submitted to God 
that please write us also among the witnesses. We should be capable, in your estimation, that we should not only give teaching of piety to others, but we should ourselves act upon that teaching, till in your view we should be included among the Shahideen It is a great which has been asked. That is, in your view, we should be included among those companions of the prophets who have been appointed to watch over nations. Thus the prayer for good deeds and for sincerity has been included in this, and it is a most comprehensive prayer. Then the Holy Quran has mentioned a prayer of many of the prophets that various prophets used to say this prayer when they faced all kind of difficulties. It says, then there is the prayer. There are many of the prophets of God with whom many pious people of God had joined to do jihad. They did not weaken for the reason that they suffered adversity in this path that is in the way of Allah this is another word to express weakness means to weaken to become old to become tired they did not reach a level of disgrace and humiliation and thus be discouraged so despite extreme difficulties despite walking on a long path of difficulties they have not developed any weakness have not become displeased and have not become tired and the difficulties have not weakened their nerves and in the eyes of the world they are not counted among those who become tired and defeated and sit humiliated. How did this happen? It was because they used to pray. Besides this, they said no other prayer. That, O our Lord, forgive our sins and whatever excesses we commit against our own self, please overlook them and grant firmness in our steps and do not let us be shaken and give us victory over the unbelievers. So these prayers which we have been told that they used to say if you apply them to the subject which we have discussed earlier, that they did not suffer this and did not suffer that, then in fact the answer to all these things is to be found in this prayer. Whatever parts this prayer has, they relate to all those things from being protected and from which Allah liberated them.
and it was as a result of this very prayer. So if the believers are seeking the same path, they will have to adopt the qualities of this path. And through prayer, they have to implore Allah to grant them steadfastness. Another prayer has been mentioned in the Holy Quran of Ulul Albab, that is, those who possess intelligence, those whose brain is, whose intellect is sharp. It says, Aina fi khalqi samawati wal ardi, waqtilafi lele wa nahari, la ayati See, in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and in the alternation of the night and the day, there are signs for the men of understanding. What do the men of understanding do? The men of understanding are those who remember Allah standing and sitting and lying at night or during the day. And always ponder and reflect over the creation of the heavens and the earth. That what Allah has created and what wisdom it contains and what subtleties are hidden in his creation. After reflecting over this, an involuntary voice rises from their heart. Rabbana ma khalaqta hala batila subhanaka fakina rabbanar that, O our Lord, whatever thing you have created is full of wisdoms. It is not futile. It is not without purpose. Because such perfect system, which is so consistent and is based on such deep wisdom, cannot be useless and cannot be made without any purpose. It definitely helps us, and if we fail to fulfill that purpose, then as useless things are thrown into the fire, we fear that we may become the fuel of fire. So this prayer includes all these matters, although its words are brief. They submit. Your glory is great. You are subhan. You are holy. Please save us from the torment of fire. The question that after mentioning the creation of the heavens and the earth, what relevance has the mention of the torment of fire? That is what I am trying to explain, that the answer is hidden in this mention. The answer is contained within it, though it cannot be seen with the physical eyes. What it means is that when they get to this meaning, that such magnificent universe which has been made with such subtleties and with such wisdom which took billions upon billions of years to reach its completion cannot be meaningless and absurd. If a man were to make a bat for a simple game, it has a purpose. If the children make a toy or mold something from clay, it is for a purpose. When that purpose is not served, it is either thrown in the waste bin or is thrown into the fire. Each component which is made for a purpose, when it no longer fulfills that purpose, 
it goes into junk. You must have seen old cars which are sent to places where large machines crush them into scrap of metal and suddenly the shapes of those cars is destroyed and they become scrap metal. What is the purpose? The purpose is that only those things last which are useful, which is in conformity to those aims for which it was created. And everything is rejected and destroyed which has become deprived of such purpose because there is no justification for its continuation. Fire has been created for such things. Fire has been created to destroy those people who have failed to fulfill their purpose. Therefore, it is a prayer of deep wisdoms and you can see how apt it is to call those people Ulul Albab, men of understanding. That instead of lengthy description it said a straight point, it mentioned the ultimate aim that, O oh Allah, we have done enough reflection and we have now become certain that if we did not fulfill our responsibilities, we will be fit to be made fill for the fire. So we supplicate to you that please save us from the torment of fire. Rabbana innaka that, O oh, our Lord, whoever you put in the fire, or will put in the fire, you will bring him to shame. And for the unjust, there is no helper. How full of wisdom is this prayer also. And you can see how befitting it is to call them Ulul Albab. Because after saying that whoever you put into the fire, one might have entertained doubt that God forbid, as though Allah compels people to enter fire. This doubt has been removed by the Lord of this prayer. That, O oh Allah, whoever you will put into the fire, they will be the unjust people. They must have been doing injustice to themselves. Those who are unjust, it is they who are not helped. That is why you will not help them. Next was this prayer. That, O our Lord, heard the call of a caller who was calling, that believe in your Lord. This was his call, that, O people, you should believe in your Lord. So we heard that call and we believed. As a result of this belief, what is demanded? Men of understanding submit. That, O oh, our Lord, our first request is that now when we are granted new life and we are entering a new period, please do not count our old sins we should start a new journey of life with a clean slate. But it is not enough just to say this because many of the ills enter man's life in such a way as if they are the second nature. And just as a result of believing, those ills are not shed automatically. The old sins have been forgiven, but the evil habits which have become a part of man's life 
how will they be given up? And as a result of them, whatever new sins will continue to be committed, what will become of them? So you see how good a prayer the men of understanding are making. They say, Forgive our past sins and start to remove our ills which we may suffer in the future. The ills which have become attached to us like the diseases, it is beyond our power to remove them. Therefore, all the ills are not removed immediately after believing and be remembered especially for those Muslims who are preaching Islam in the world. To make someone Muslim just through preaching and to think one's duty is done is certainly not enough because there will be many such believers who have sincerely repented but will still bring with them many of their ills which is not within their power to get rid of. If we did not pay attention to them if the one who had preached them did not develop a constant contact with them, does not have to remove their ills, then it will be the same as some children suffer infectious diseases and their mothers take them to various places and do not realize that if they will take them to various gatherings, they will spread the disease further. Some mothers bring them to me also. When I have shown affection and physically come in contact with them, then they tell me the child is suffering such and such contagious disease. Allah protects us. That is a separate thing. But you keep this subject in view. The Holy Quran tells us that the men of understanding do acknowledge that just as a result of believing, we have not been cleansed and purified. Even if our sins have been forgiven, some ills will still found in us. And without your help, those ills cannot be removed. Therefore, the believers should show concern for the new converts and should develop contact with them and help them to remove this. Otherwise, if they are left on their own, they will continue to spread their diseases in the rest of the Jamaat also. The next part of the prayer perfects it. Then they say, If our prayer is accepted, Allah will certainly remove our ills, but we don't know how long it will take. Some diseases have remained attached all one's life. They have been attached for a long time. One does not know how long he will live and whether in that time those diseases will be removed or not. The time of death is not known for certain. So you see how intelligent a prayer the Ulul Albab has said. That, O oh Allah, do not cause us to die as long as we have not been included among the pious. Then it is your pleasure whether you give health early or late. What they desire is that as long as we have not granted health, do not call us to return. We should breathe our last in such a state that you should declare that we have been included among the pious. How loving is this prayer of or Ulul al Do say such prayers and make requests of such prayers.
there is a lady in Lahore who is companion of Hazrat Promised Mahdi. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. She is the mother of Amna Siddiqa, a sincere member of the Jamaat here. She is an old lady, perhaps between 90 and 100 year old. And mashallah, she is mentally very alert and remembers the incidents of the time of Hazrat Promised Messiah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. I received her message during this Ramadan at which I remembered this verse that how Allah has preserved the words of his loved ones in the Holy Quran of those who have passed before as well as of those who were to come later. She said, just this prayer for me that Allah should call me to return to him in such a state that he has become pleased with me. So the prayer of is a prayer of the men of understanding. They know that the ills and the life go together. Even if they have been shed, sometimes they return again. The final verdict will be given at the time when man is returning to God, if at the time the glance of Allah's pleasure is falling on him, if in his sight, the man has been included among the pious, then the purpose of life has been fulfilled. Only then a man can say that I am not one of those who are counted untrue. After this, another prayer continues. One has asked everything for oneself, but so far they have not asked anything for the religion, as of which the reform had started. So it looks that immediately with the thought of death they realize and say that, O oh Allah, we have to convey this message to others also. And your promises to us which have been given to the prophets in the past that we will change the world and bring about pious changes in the lives of the people. If those promises were not fulfilled, then we will still suffer shame on the day of judgment. That is, even if a man has himself become pious, and he may apparently have a pious end, but if one does not discharge his duty to other people, then he does not consider himself successful. This is the description of the Ulul Albab, which is being stated here. So it mentioned this prayer at the same time that that, O our Lord, fulfill all those days in our favor which you had made with the previous prophets that we will treat in such and such a way those later day people. Here, what is the meaning of In fact, this matter has been made clear that this whole prayer, which is the prayer of Ulul Albab, is a prayer of the servants of Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam. And whoever people being mentioned here, they are the followers of Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Because it is only his Ummah about whom all the past prophets had given glad tidings that Allah will make them prevail over all other religions. So they submit.
that the glad tidings that you had given to us through all the prophets in the past and had promised that will treat the ummah of Muhammad وسلم, in such and such a way please fulfill those promises in our favor please do not let us be disgraced and dishonored on the day of judgment that the promises which were linked to us were not fulfilled now if the promises were not fulfilled apparently one thinks that Allah had not fulfilled those promises whereas Allah always fulfills his promises but the last part of this prayer is as far as the promises are earned you are certainly not of those who go back on their promises you certainly fulfill your promises so when we supplicate that you should fulfill these promises in our favor it means that make us to deserve those promises because if we did not deserve them then those promises will not be fulfilled but the fault will lie not with you but with us so this way Allah makes the paths of people easy for us whose path were made easy for them as a result of their prayers and he admonishes us that with these supplications you should step ahead on this journey then Allah has preserved in the Holy Quran the prayer of the weak men women and children it leaves out no aspect of life they are prayers for various situations if you reflect on them realize that these cover all possible situations in life and cover all probabilities of life for instance it says what has happened to you that you do not fight in the way of Allah and in the way of those weak men women and children who say this is the translation of the first verse that why don't you do jihad for the sake of those who are oppressed and are suffering hardship and are saying these prayers that O oh Allah deliver us from this city the dwellers of which have become tyrant and send to us a friend from yourself and send to us a helper from yourself then there is a prayer of Hazrat Mu peace be on him when his people were unfaithful to him and despite hearing a clear command of Allah refused to act upon it at a time when Allah commanded them that they should enter a city whose victory had been destined for them on that occasion they said that O Moses you and your Lord can go and fight we are going to sit here when you and your Lord have won the city then tell us and we will also enter it at that Hazrat Moses peace be on him supplicated Rabbi inni laam leku illa nafsi wa akhi 
that, O my Lord, my situation of weakness is such that beside me and my brother I find no one supporting me. All have left me. In this prayer also, there is wisdom. The people had said to Hazrat Moses, peace be on him, you and your Lord should go and fight. And they had thus mentioned the two. Allah is the master of the entire universe. He did fight no one. When he will decide to destroy someone, he will destroy them. But they were certainly the two who were fighting. One was Hazrat Moses, peace be on him, and the other was his brother. The reply of the people could have created a doubt that Hazrat Moses, peace be on him, remained faithful, but his brother had joined the people. To remove this doubt, the exact words of the prayer of Hazrat Moses, peace be on him, were put before us, that, look, it was not just his who was faithful, but his brother was also faithful, although the people had not mentioned him. The prayer was, that, O oh my Lord, I am not alone to follow your path faithfully. My brother is also included with me, but it is only two of us. Make a differentiation between us and the unrighteous people. Treat us in such a way that it should become obvious that we are liked by you and we are those who have won your pleasure and not those whom you dislike. Another prayer has also been taught in the Holy Quran. Rabbana that, O our Lord, we have believed. So count us among the witnesses also. This reminds us the earlier prayer, which was mentioned as a reply to Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, of those people who used to call themselves Ansar, the helpers. They said, that, O oh Allah, include us among the Shahideen. It is an amazing miracle of the eloquence and rhetoric of the Holy Quran that this prayer was taught where first the Christians had been praised. It says that there are people among the Christians even today that when they mention the name of Allah because of love, their eyes flood with tears. Since it was talking of their good qualities, Therefore, their best prayer was reminded to the believers, as a result of which their good qualities were given such lasting quality that some among them were pious, as they practiced their teaching even after the appearance of the Holy Prophet, were pious in the sight of Allah. The prayer of has a deep connection with those Christians who accepted Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, in the beginning. And this prayer was approved by Allah. That is why it was repeated in the Muslim Ummah. And it is mentioned that the servants of Muhammad, the messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, also say this prayer. There is one prayer connected with Maida, food. This also needs clarification. When Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, 
made the love of the world to become cool on the heart of his disciples. And it looked that holding the begging bowels in their hands, they set out for preaching and gave up all other work, and they had no means of livelihood. It was then that being frightened of these difficulties of the world, they submitted Jesus, peace be on him, that you should pray to God that he should send down food from, for us from heaven, because we are now unable to earn our livelihood. We have now become exclusively dedicated to God's religion. Therefore, he should provide us sustenance and should send down food from heaven. Therefore, the prayer which Hazrat Jesus said, he prayed for the first of them and for the last of them also. That prayer is, Qala Isa ibn Maryam, Allahumma Rabbana anzil alayna ma'aidatam min as-samai takunu lana aidan li'awwalina wa'akhirina wa'ayatam minka warzukna wa'khairu raziqeen That, O our Lord, send down for us bounties from heaven, such bounties which become an Eid, happy festival, for the first of us and an Eid for the last of us. That is, they should bring means of happiness for both of us. And it may serve as a sign from you. You should provide our sustenance and you are the best of the providers. With this prayer, it is necessary to take care that whatever warning Allah has given after this prayer, you should keep that in view. After hearing this prayer, Allah said that I will accept your prayer, but with this condition, that if these people will be ungrateful, then I punish them like I have never punished anyone in the world. And I will make them a lesson of warning for the world. Now to grant sustenance with this condition appears somewhat strange. What does it mean? It needs reflecting that on the one side Allah is merciful, bestower, provider, munificent and infinitely generous and merciful and accepts the prayer of his prophet and says, yes, I will send down sustenance for them and at the same time gives such grave warning that if they were ungrateful, I will give them such torment which I have never given anyone in the world. What wisdom is in this? When you will understand this, you will be enabled to say this prayer before God in a balanced way. Otherwise, you will continue to say this prayer with wrong meaning. Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, had in fact understood that food here meant spiritual food. He has prayed for physical sustenance, but only by the way. So you should read this prayer again. It says, send down Maida from heaven, which should be an Eid for the first of us and the last of us. Varzukna and give us such. Therefore, sustenance is one thing and that maida is another thing. 
and he has asked for sustenance in addition to that maida. Those who were requesting him to pray in their mind was not the spiritual food but was the worldly food. While accepting this prayer, Allah reminded them that the real maida is the spiritual food. If you did not benefit spiritual food and became engrossed in the worldly sustenance, then you will become a means of stumbling for the world. People will see your worldly progress and will think that as a result of the prayer of Hazrat Jesus, peace be upon him, you have been given everything and will consider it a pride to walk in your footsteps and will consider it a means of their salvation. The world will think that the nation on whom Allah has sent down such bounties that he has made their sustenance more abundant than that of the rest of the world and that they have become the masters of the entire wealth of the world. They must be good people. That is why Allah is bestowing these bounties on them. So Allah said that it is not necessary that receiving the worldly sustenance they should be considered good in the sight of Allah. Because of your prayer we will give them sustenance but if they become satisfied with their sustenance without the spiritual food and they became lovers of worldly sustenance and became attached to it, then since they can be cause of stumbling for the world, can become a means of stumbling for the world, therefore it will be our duty to destroy them eventually so that the world should understand that to grant worldly sustenance is not a divine blessing. Divine blessing is one thing and to give abundance of worldly sustenance is another thing. This is the reason that the greater the promise that Allah made to provide material sustenance, the stronger is the warning which he has given that you must fulfill your responsibility of this sustenance. Otherwise, you will be effaced from the surface of the earth and will be destroyed through an exemplary punishment. This was the prayer of Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, which was asked for the first and especially for the last. Among the last are the believers of Hazrat Jesus, the Christians of today. And you can see how magnificently Allah has fulfilled the physical aspect of this prayer. Allah has given them such abundance of sustenance that compared to them the whole world has become beggars and possesses nothing. They have become the providers of the whole world. They give food to whoever they want and they take away food from whoever they want. But since they have not fulfilled that condition which was connected with the spiritual food, therefore they have become a cause of stumbling for the world. In many of the poor countries, the Muslim, the Hindus and the Buddhist are converting to Christianity because they say Allah has been kind to them and has bestowed his worldly blessings on them, they must be right. That is why Allah is treating them in this way. Whatever warning was implied in the other verse of the Holy Quran, we can see it being fulfilled clearly 
before our eyes. That is why it is unavoidable that if these nations will not reform themselves and will not turn to the spiritual food provided by Allah and will not return to the true faith, they will become a lesson of warning and will be destroyed from the face of the earth. Standing in London in the heart of the kingdom, I am telling you this, that these are true things and are 100% true and no power in the world can put them off. Two thousand years ago, no one could have imagined that the followers of Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, would be given such abundance of food from heaven. No one could have imagined fourteen hundred years ago that how in the latter days the Christians will prevail over the world and how they will become the masters of all means of sustenance when this verse of the Holy Quran was revealed, which tells us that when Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, prayed for those latter-day Christians, Allah said, yes, I will accept it. But those who will become satisfied with the worldly sustenance and will turn away from spiritual life will then make them a target of torment. So this second part will certainly fulfill. There is only one condition, that these nations should repent and join those latter-day people who are the Akhareen of Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Because one latter-day people are those which Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, has mentioned. And this subject to them, which is mentioned in this verse. And the other, so the second part will certainly fulfill. There is only one condition, that these nations should repent and join those latter-day people who are the Akhareen of Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Because one latter-day people are those which Hazrat Jesus, peace be on him, has mentioned. And this subject relates to them, which is mentioned in this verse. And the other are the latter-day people which have been mentioned by Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And that mention is in a completely different form. He says that as Islam is poor today, that is, it has started from poverty and not from wealth, similarly such Akhreen are to appear who will repeat it, and Islam will start from a poor condition. So whoever Akhreen have been mentioned, they are not wealthy, but are a poor but they continue to sacrifice their provision in the love of Allah and for the sake of Allah and continue to give contributions in the path of piety. So for these rich nations, this is the only way of protection that coming out of the Akhreen of the Messiah of Moses, peace be on him, they should join the Akhreen of Messiah of Muhammad. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon both. And there lies their salvation. Then the prayer of Hazrat Adam and his companion has been mentioned in the Holy Quran this way. That when Satan put doubt in their heart and deceived them, they both supplicated. That, O our Lord, 
we have wronged our soul. If you did not forgive us and did not have mercy on us, then we will certainly become one of the losers. Hazrat promised to Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, writes, For each sin, whether it is manifest or hidden, whether a man knows about it or does not know it, despite this, if a man continuously does istighfar, that is, begs Allah's forgiveness for all kinds of sins committed by his hands, his feet, his nose, his ears, his eyes, and all other kinds of sins, then there is this prayer of Hazrat Adam, peace be on him, should be repeated. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfillana wa tarhamna la nukunanna minal khasirin Since Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was sent as a spiritual physician, therefore it looks this prayer is deeply linked to this period. When I reflected over this, I understood that Hazrat promised Messiah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has also been called an Adam of a new period. And this is that regal period when Islam will be revived once again and will be made to prevail over the world. That is why in a line of his poem, Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, calls himself an Adam. Therefore, this prayer is deeply linked to the Jama'at of Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, because this prayer is linked to a new period of Adam. You should enter this new period with the help of this prayer and repeating this prayer that, O our Lord, we have wronged our souls. If you did not forgive us and did not have mercy on us, we will certainly be one of the losers. In this prayer, the word khasirin, the losers, has a special link with the latter period because in the chapter Al-Asr of the Holy Quran, Allah says, Beware of that time, think of that time when a man as a society will suffer loss. That is, the world will be in this situation. The whole world will be a world losers. The subject of these verses is linked to each other and there are deep links which cannot be seen with a superficial glance. But when you dive and study them deeply, you are amazed that the spiritual system is also very deep and consistent system and is linked with one another. So when Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, reminded the Jama'at of this prayer, it was not a thought that occurred to him, by the way, but with regard to his being an Adam and with respect to this news of the Holy Quran, that this period is a period of the losers, this prayer is extremely important for the Jamaat Ahmadiyya and is vital for our life. 
we learn from another prayer that the prayers are not connected just with this world but it will continue after death for instance in the chapter al-araf is this interior which will be asked from god by the people of paradise who will be on the heights they will pray that o our lord do not count us among the wrong doers what is meant by this they have come out of the world of the wicked people and have appeared before their lord they have been appointed on the station which the holy quran calls the station of al araf that is the chosen people of god as one stands on the top of a mountain similarly they will be granted great heights and they will be seen from a distance and it will be seen distinctly that they are the chosen people of god despite being appointed on that high station their condition will be that they will supplicate rabbana la tajalna mal qawmi zalimin that o our lord do not bracket us with the wicked people it is because their account has still to be with the people of araf this is a description of that period when resurrection has taken place but the time of the final decision is yet to come but the signs of the pious have also become evident and the signs of the evil ones and of those who deserve hell are also becoming evident and people are being divided into two groups humility demands that in that condition also when they can see the past before them they should submit to god that as far as our own person is concerned if you were to decide that we are wicked people your decision will be right we know of our sins and our wickedness we have not been deceived because of our appointment on the station of araf we do not think that we are the people who have done no wrong to our souls when we say rabbana la tajalna mal qawmi zalimin then what we mean is that we should not be counted among the wicked before you our supplication is that despite our wickedness you should include us among the pious and if we are forgiven we will not be deceived to think that we have been forgiven because of our good deeds but we will think that although we were wicked you did not include us among the wicked the prayer of hazrat shuaib peace be on him was at a time when the arrogant people of his nation threatened him the threat was that you should return back to the majority the majority of the nation is calling you turn back to them you have adopted a new path of the minority and you are in extremely small numbers and have no position whenever we wish we can destroy you therefore now there are only two options you should end the quarrel and stop discussions either you should return back to our religion or we will banish you from our country at this the reply which hazrat shuaib gave was the supplication which he made addressing his lord the people were giving him this threat and the holy quran says that ignoring the threat of the people he addressed his lord and supplicated
ਵਸਿਆ ਰੱਬੁਨਾ ਕੁਲਾ ਸ਼ੈਨ ਇਲਮਾ ਅਲਲਾਹੇ ਤਵਕਲਨਾ ਅਲਾਸ ਨੋਲੇਜ ਐਂਡ ਕੰਪਸਿਸ ਏਵਰੀਥਿੰਗ ਅਲਲਾਹੇ ਤਵਕਲਨਾ ਆਵਰ ਟਰਸਟ ਇਜ਼ ਇਨ ਅਲਾਹ ਐਂਡ ਨਾਟ ਔਨ ਦ ਸਪੋਰਟ ਆਫ ਐਨੀ ਨੇਸ਼ਨ ਨੋਰ ਇਨ ਦ ਮੈਜੋਰਿਟੀ ਨੋਰ ਇਨ ਐਨੀ ਪਾਵਰ ਰੱਬ ਨਫਤਾ ਬੈਨਾ ਵ ਬੈਨ ਕੌਮਨਾ ਬਿਲ ਹੱਕ ਵਾਂਤਾ ਖੈਰੁਲ ਫਾਤਿਹੀਨ that oh allah now you make a judgment between us and our people because we do not have the power to judge and please judge with the truth wa anta khairul fatihin and your judgment is always better than all those who give judgment therefore a people who are troubled for their faith and they are that either you return back into us or we will banish you from our country for them it is the most apt prayer and it fits their situation regarding this subject of banishment from a country you should remember that it is not necessary that they should be thrown out of their country for banishment they can be banished by depriving them of their citizens rights different times have different styles in this new period one method of banishment is that despite keeping them in the country people are deprived their citizens rights and this is not a new incident but has happened before in the time of hazrat moses peace be on him also pharaoh had banished the people of hazrat moses peace be on him this way that he did not let them physically leave the country but had taken away all their rights so this is the vilest form of banishment that to seek freedom but wants to leave the country put obstacles in his path and punish him put him in prison that why do you try to leave the country and keeping him in the country take away all his rights so this period of pharaoh is the most dangerous and painful as far as their banishment is concerned may allah deliver all his oppressed servants from this kind of atrocities when pharaoh did not let the people of moses leave the country and hazrat moses peace be on him insisted that let my people go and free them of your oppression if you think not equal citizens of this country then let them leave the country pharaoh said i will not allow this you can do what you like at that the matter finally reached the spiritual contest and the pharaoh said to hazrat moses peace be on him that the divine signs that you claim to show are nothing but deception and sorcery therefore why not arrange your contest with similar type of people and the world should see what true reality so pharaoh made this proclamation that all the topmost sorcerers of the country should assemble together and the people should also assemble on a particular day of festival there shall be a contest of one sorcerer with the other sorcerers all the detail is found in the holy quran i'll tell you briefly when the sorcerers assemble together for the contest with hazrat moses so address them and said tell me what would you want for your services they did not ask for access to pharaoh 
they only asked worldly riches. This is a very interesting point. When the pious people of God ask reward from God, they want Allah's nearness. When they ask something from the prophets, they want their companionship. It looks that Pharaoh felt disgraced. He said, all right, I will give you riches, but I make you my favorites also, whereas they had made no request to be his favorite, which shows that they had no love of Pharaoh in their heart and had no respect for Pharaoh. And perhaps this was the reason that they were guided to the truth. If they had been deeply attached to Pharaoh or his religion, and they had respect for him in their hearts, then they would probably not have been guided so easily. Anyway, when the sign of Allah and Hazrat Moses was granted a great victory over their trickery, then without turning to Pharaoh they believed in Moses and immediately they supplicated. That, O our Lord, send down steadfastness on us and cause us to die when we are among the believers. The reason for there was that on the proclamation of faith Pharaoh was most upset and he threatened them that how come you have believed without my permission. At this they said, why should there be a question of permission? We saw the truth and have believed. Pharaoh said, okay, if this is the case, then I will torture you so painfully that I will cut off your legs and arms from the opposite side and thus disgracing and humiliating you, I will throw you away as less things and I will make you suffer whatever suffering can be inflicted in this world. At this they said to Pharaoh, You may do whatever you can in the world. Whatever torment you can, you may give to us. We have believed, having seen the truth. Keeping in view these difficult situations, which they could see, they prayed. That, O Allah, send down steadfastness on us. As long as we are not enabled to be steadfast from you, we will not be able to remain steadfast with our own effort. But if you have to cause us, then cause us to die when we are submitting to you and do not let us live as unbelievers because of fear of death. When Hazrat Aaron was made a successor by Hazrat Moses and a large part of the people had rebelled and took a calf as their god and as Hazrat Moses returned, you must have read this incident several times in the Holy Quran, that how enraged he was. He held Hazrat Aaron responsible for it and his explanation harshly. At this Hazrat Aaron explained to his elder brother that I am entirely innocent. I did not have the power to stop these ignorant people. I did try, but they persisted and slipped once again from their faith in unity to idolatry. At this Hazrat Moses prayed, that, O oh my Lord, forgive me and forgive my brother also. 
And please enter both of us in your mercy. There is a difference in this prayer and the previous prayer of Hazrat Moses. Peace be on him. Here he has supplicated by calling him my Lord. Previously he had supplicated by calling him our Lord or Lord of both of us. Here since Hazrat Moses has returned from a special meeting God and the matter of Hazrat Aaron was doubtful as to what extent he was responsible and to what extent he was not responsible. Therefore he prayed with reference to himself that you know me. I have just returned from a meeting with you. I am totally blameless. Therefore, O my Lord, forgive me and forgive my brother also and please treat us differently from these people. You are most merciful of those who show mercy. The prayers of Hazrat Moses, peace be on him, have their special style. When at last the anger of Hazrat Moses had subsided and he was about to take his seventy selected people with him to an appointed place which Allah had appointed, there was a natural earthquake. The earthquake was so strong that it was feared that all may die for a meeting with to whatever level they could have a meeting with God. Hazrat Moses was taking seventy of his people with him, selected seventy people. Then suddenly there was an earthquake which was extremely dangerous. At such a time, what did Moses pray? The prayer was, that, O oh Allah, if you had wished, you could have destroyed them earlier. Now that they are going on a special mission, this was not the time for destruction. Not that they are not sinful, not that it is wrong to destroy them, but the time does not look right to me. As far as your power is concerned, if you wished, you could have destroyed me also. Would you destroy us now because some fools amongst have practiced idolatry? I cannot accept this. It means I am sure it is a trial. It is only to frighten us and besides this it has no reality. It is never possible that you will do this. Through such trial you guide whoever you will. You mean to guide people and whichever weak people you wish you uncover them and show your displeasure to them. But O oh Allah remember that you are our friend and there is no friend beside you. Beside you we seek help from none else nor will we knock at another door. So please forgive us and have mercy on us. And you are the most forgiving. And in the hereafter also. How loving is this prayer. 
they say now we have come to you after covering long journeys we have come in your court and now there is no path to go back now we will return only after receiving good from you inna hudna ilak we have come to you now you must not treat us in such a way that we are disgraced by our enemies and suffer humiliation so you should reflect on the prayers of the prophets they were the people who were bestowed blessings how apt and timely with what great wisdom with pain and with sincerity they said such prayers that it looks they were immediately accepted by god and there was no question of their rejection because their prayers were rising from the hearts with honesty and with sincerity since it is getting late after mentioning one more prayer i will inshallah continue this discussion in the next sermon as i had said the prayers continue in the next life also and it looks that since higher stations are to be granted in the hereafter and since no progress in the spiritual world can be made without the help of prayers you must fix this subject fully in your mind that if the progress continues even after death then the prayers will have to continue for instance it says what will be the prayer of the owners of paradise subhanakallahumma o allah you are free of all ills watahiyatuhum fiha salam and they will send salam to one another salam is a prayer they will pray for peace from god for one another wa akhiru da'wahum anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin and their last prayer be that all praise is for allah alone who is the lord of all the worlds here as the tune of prayer has ended on rab and the tune of prayer of the first verse of the holy quran which has ended on alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin it has pointed to that subject again with which we had started the chapter al fatiha that subject is that allah is rab which means that he does not leave anything to remain in one state whatever he takes in his hand he continuously progresses it and advances it further he continues to perfect it an unending evolution is linked with god which manifests with his rab attribute and is linked to the rab attribute therefore alhamdulillah rabbil alamin does not mean that thank god we have gained everything what it means is that all praise belongs to god who is rab and always evolves things to higher levels therefore despite attaining these stations we desire further advancement so o god as you treated us with your rab attribute in this world please continue this treatment of rab attribute in the hereafter also after this prayer i will end this sermon today as i have said i will inshallah continue this subject in the next sermon wakhir dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin our last words are all praise belong to god the lord of all the worlds
they have given me the list today also of the jamaats who have heard this life some jamaats with the grace of allah are showing great courage they bear these expenses and i am amazed how with resolute mind they are bearing this expense japan is perhaps the furthest away and must bear the most expense it is a tiny jamaat may allah greatly bless their incomes you should pray for these jamaats who are bearing such expense by intentions are working hard to hear eagerly the pious words may allah grant them the provision in the hereafter and of this world also japan mauritius and germany are listening permanently mashallah besides these in uk also the jamaats are increasing manchester southall east london croydon gillingham the hanslow jamaats are directly listening to this sermon الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له فلا هادي له